Hello and welcome to the Grower Radio Network. I'm Matt McClellan, an editor with Nursery Management Magazine. I'm here today with Raymond Cloyd, a professor and extension specialist in horticulture, entomology, and plant protection with Kansas State University. Welcome back to the podcast, Raymond. Thank you very much, Matt. Matt. Glad to be back. Great. I'm glad to have you. Today we're going to be talking about mealybugs and uh, sort of covering how they do their damage, some of the things growers can do to prevent them, and uh, just in anything that, uh, that growers really might need to know there. So first off, Raymond, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the mealybug and uh, what exactly it does and why it can be a problem for growers? Well, mealybugs are uh, classified just like aphids and whiteflies as foam-feeding or sucking insects. Uh, they, they, they feed in the vascular tissues, the phloem sieve tubes, and, and consequently they emit some honeydew, uh, like aphids and whiteflies do. Uh, the feeding results in plant stunting, wilting, possibly leaf distortion, and leaf yellowing, mostly on, mostly on the uh, lower leaves. And uh, substantial numbers of mealybugs on the plants can uh, make the plants uh, basically un- uh, unmarketable, and so the only option is really to throw the plants away. Okay, so at that point, those plants are they're they're done. There's nothing really can be done about them. So, what uh what steps can be taken to uh, prevent uh, mealybug infestation? Well, I'm not sure about prevention, but uh, mealybugs are what I call uh, they're really the uh, sneak upon you. I call them the sneaky pest. Mm. And uh, growers need to just be cognizant of plants that mealybugs uh, really favor. And you know that includes like coleus, uh, the leaf and feed on poinsettias. Um, a lot of tropical plants. So once growers know which plants are going to be most susceptible, those are the ones they need to target for the scouting efforts. Um, they can use like a sentinel plant. Uh, some growers will use a deep purple black coleus because you can see the crawlers quite well. Um, of course, that's the plant that can be very susceptible. Uh, so scouting early on, and the reason for that, uh, Matt, is because uh, the young crawlers are the most susceptible to any insecticides used against them. Once the mealybugs get to the stage where the white coating is present, uh, it's really difficult to deal with them with insecticides. And so some growers, when they just start seeing the mealybugs in high numbers, uh, basically just rogue the plants away uh, and throw them away. Uh, weed management is always critical. Mealybugs will reside on, on certain weeds, but it just really takes diligent uh, scouting uh, for watching for when the crawlers are present uh, because once they are at the later end stars and the females are laying eggs, it's really much too late. Okay, so how can, how can a grower tell if uh, the, the mealybug is in that stage of the life cycle, that crawler that is susceptible to insecticide? Well, yeah, they're, they're going to be, they're very small, they're kind of orange-yellowish in color, and they can do several things that I mentioned, the, the sentinel coleus plants that are deep uh, red or black, and they're really noticeable on those. The other thing you can do is you can knock uh, branches or plant parts over a piece of black paper or um, kind of brown paper or on the turquoise color. Those are colors that the, the crawlers would pretty much stand out. Uh, and so once you start detecting those, you know that the eggs have hatched and the, this is the time to make applications of insecticides, especially contacts and also insect growth regulators because that's when you're going to get your highest level mortality. Okay. Okay, so the sentinel plant, that's a that's something that can really, uh, so th- those types of colors, it can really show up against and it'll be easier to scout for. Is that, that how that works? Yeah, they're, they're very difficult to see on uh, 
yellow or green colored coleus because they, they blend in. Uh, you want a darkened background where you can really, they'll, they'll really stand out. Okay. So as far as, uh, as the chemical control goes, uh, is there anything that growers should, uh, should plan in how, they, how they're going to treat plants that have, been, uh, ha- that have a uh, mealybug infestation? Well, there are two types of insecticides that we could use, the, the contacts and systemics. Um, in our research, we're finding uh, systemics are just not providing sufficient mortality of mealybugs, and so I'm kind of shying away from systemics. That's probably associated with the way mealybugs feed, although they're very similar to aphids and live flies, uh, the feeding in the plant tissues is different, and they tend to reside on the stem, which allows them to maybe escape exposure of the material, or they don't uh, ingest a lethal concentration. Uh, contact materials, oils, and the other materials, uh, you get to get thorough coverage of all plant parts because they're contacts, and if there's any you miss, you won't kill them. The insect growth regulators that are commercially available for mealybugs will only kill the larva crawler stage. They, they won't kill the adults. Again, so timing of application and thorough coverage and frequency of application is important. Um, because if you don't do that, the mealybugs are just going to explode. And uh, we're seeing, uh, I'm seeing a lot more cases of mealybugs becoming a problem, mainly because the growers get too busy with other crops or other items, and the mealybugs, again, sneaky pest, sneak up on them, and all of a sudden they're dealing with these outbreak proportions. Okay. Uh, what, what regions um, are mealybugs more problematic in? Well, I'm not sure it's a regionality thing, uh, Matt, but it's okay. what people, what uh, growers are, are basically growing. Okay. If you're growing lots of coleus or those susceptible plants, then the likelihood of having mealybug problems becomes more predominant. Okay. All right. So um, if, uh, if a grower has any other questions about mealybugs that we haven't covered, um, what are some resources that are available for them? Well, uh, I do have an extension publication that mm-hmm. I believe was published uh, four or five years ago. The information is still viable. They can get on the, the KS, Kansas State University website or just simply Google Kansas State University um, extension publication, Mealybugs, and they can download it as a PDF. Um, uh, biological control is another option. We only have two parasitoids and one predator. That's the Mealybug destroyer. Uh, of course, want to go that route, but uh, the information out there, they can also call or email me um, and I'd be happy to, to guide them to other sources. Okay, and Raymond uh, can be reached at uh, Kansas State University at his uh, extension, which is uh, 785-532-4750. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, and uh, and you have an email address as well? Yeah, that would be uh, rcloyd, R-C-L-O-Y-D, at ksu.edu. Excellent. All right, and um, Raymond, thank you so much for being on the Grow Radio Network today. Thank you for inviting me, Matt, and I look forward to future uh, future uh, times. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. So uh, thank you again for listening to the Grow Radio Network. <laughs>